Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers! (laughs) Cheers! Yay, Kimmy and her mic. Hi everyone, I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy and welcome to 51 First Dates, the podcast. We have Olivia here. Thank you for being here, Olivia. Of course. Hi again. If you are new to the podcast, what started as me going on 51 dates and making it to 32 and, spoiler, meeting someone, wow, it was really a big surprise to me, is now a new podcast with a new dater, Olivia, who's going on dates. Today we're talking about date number four. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I'm just echoing. I'm just, whatever. Yeah, definitely. It is. It's day four. I know things. I produce podcasts. Yeah. We're very organized, as, as always. you can tell. But thank you for being here, everybody, especially Olivia. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your sweet reviews. Um, this is our 101st episode now, so we've crossed the three-digit mark. Yeah. And it's only because of all of you, so thank you for all your love. We really appreciate it. And when we get to 104, it's going to be our two-year anniversary. Wow. Because 52 Shit. times two is 104. Guys, I I was thinking about that while you were talking, and it did take me, like, you know, at least... 12 seconds. I was going to say that's longer than my longest relationship, but like, no shit. This is like my most serious <laughs> relationship, and it started from this podcast. So, yeah. This podcast will always outpace Kimmy's <laughs> longest one. That sounds creepy. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it will always be always. <laughs> That was like a weird, creepy, um, what's the movie where the girl gets obsessed with the other girl and wears her face? Swim fan? No. <laughs> I, I never see it. Is it the fan. one with um, Leighton Meester in it? The Slumber Party one? No, it's like an no. older movie. I was about mm. to say Fatal Attraction, but it's not. It's like, well, listeners, if you're thinking of it and screaming it in your own head, please add us, because I'm not going to be able to think of it at all. I'm very bad at thinking of things. Um, but we're so happy you're here. We're psyched to talk about Olivia's date. Do you have any housekeeping? Do I have any housekeeping? No, I think, like, just join the secret Facebook group. It's popping off with great comments and questions and... I try to chime in, but really, you guys are doing all the work. It, I don't know. I really like that there's a place I want to start asking some questions. Totally. The discussions are awesome. Everyone's really supportive and cool and kind. And, um, yeah, it's good vibes in there. Um, it's the only thing keeping me on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but, um, join, yeah, join us at your Facebook group. Follow, follow us on Instagram at 51firststatespod. Email us your worst first date stories your thoughts, your feels, your requests. People have been asking for specific like episode themes or guests, which is really, really helpful to us because we want to make content that you guys like. So email us and let us know what you want to hear about, who you want to hear from, what's interesting, what's boring. Don't tell us what's boring. Or if you do sandwich it between lots of compliments. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's helpful, too. It's helpful. Constructive very, criticism is helpful. fragile. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> I am so um, fragile. But, uh, uh, yeah, so please let us know how you're feeling. Say hi, etc. Anything else? I don't think so. Olivia, how are you feeling? <laughs> in my life generally? Yeah. Generally about dating, whatever. Yeah. Um, let's see. In my life generally, things are good. Uh, I started a new job recently. That was exciting um, and tiring. So mm-hmm. it felt a lot like dating to, <laughs> to bring it all in. But it is kind of a feeling of like meeting a ton of new people, having to figure people out, having to like elevator pitch myself a zillion times a day um is different but very exciting that is like speed dating like Mm -hmm. entering a new off oh man yeah yeah Yeah. it's a lot um feeling a little single i was on a vacation with my family last weekend um and i have uh three younger siblings 
two of whom brought like fairly serious um, boyfriends to the trip with us. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> like I was like staying in like the spinster single twin bedroom with like one of my other siblings, which is a little brutal. But here we are. So, you know, that's that. That is brutal. But this entire, it just is. Yeah. yeah. It's just the entire world is just, it's brutal. Like, I feel like it's always every single holiday. It's the questions around who are you bringing or every, like family vacations. Mm-hmm. It, like, it, that's very tricky. I feel yeah. like, weirdly, my brother and I have been single at the same times and not, but not always. And yeah, it's just. It sucks. It's tricky. It's, yeah, I got a lot of, I I was, you know, single when all my siblings were married for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a lot of like, oh, great, well, you'll sleep with the kids. And I was like, I don't want to sleep with the kids. <laughs> I love them. But, like, I do get my own room on vacation. Like, I do. I am a person. Still an adult. Yeah. Having someone does not make you more mature. Completely. No shade to my niece and nephew who are darlings. But, you know, it was, um, it's, it's, like, annoying. And it's, like, yeah. It can, it can really highlight those feelings. Yeah. What has been cracking up, though, is I feel like um, every single man on the internet and who I have ever dated is, like, hyper aware of the fact that summer is over, kind of. And I feel like they're coming out of the woodwork to, like, check in. This is such a good topic. Mm. We did not plan this. Olivia, constantly producing the podcast for us. I love it. (laughs) No, that is... Okay, so I want to hear more about your experience with this, but I do think summer is this time of freedom and trips and... I don't. Plans I hate to talk about mm-hmm. cuffing season and all that. Like, it, I probably sound old as fuck. That's probably not a thing anymore. But this whole thing of it, we're all coming back to work, more regular schedules, more ho- the holiday, all these things that someone might ask if you're dating. Okay, all right. I like this topic. Yeah. So, what is? Who are these creepers creeping out? Or, or <laughs> sweet men creeping out? Yeah, nice eligible suitors creeping out um it's just like a lot of men who have sort of like maybe we went on a date much earlier in the summer and like things sort of faded or guys who i've been like talking to a little bit on hinge suddenly are like you know how's it going as if we've been like in close contact for the last three months um so definitely a lot more sort of like activity and i think like men more quickly being like hey are you around are you around like want to get a drink which is interesting um but it's kind of good. I feel like in the summer it was difficult to, like, get momentum seeing anybody because you would, like, go on one date and then be like, I'm on vacation for the next week. And then he's on vacation for the next three weeks. And so nothing felt that worth it. But it's back to school season. So back to it's school. dating season, everyone. Oh, my God. Can we coin that? Back to school. What's We need We need a pun on back to school but for dating. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, we'll develop it. We'll We'll think about it. it. (laughs) We'll workshop it. So are most of these suitors, you know, you mentioned eligible. I think I called them sweet. So that was me. But, you know, are there any of these suitors that are coming out that you're like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Go on another date. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Sure. I think, yeah, I'd say like some of these people are people that I went on, on dates with a while ago that I would go out with again. I think more are just, like, guys on Hinge who had been, like, not super good at making conversation or asking me on a date who are now like, hey, I'm back. Let's go out. So it's a little transparent, but whatever. I get it. I was on vacation a lot, too. So Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's – I feel like what's better about Hinge than Bumble, let's say, is that does 
matches aren't expired. Like, you can still go back uh, and message. Does Bumble expire? I guess it doesn't once you already message. Oh, but they would mm, expire after okay, 24 never hours. Mind. So no, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, it would be easy to sort of have this attitude of, like, well, he stopped talking to me before. Like, if he didn't want to ask me out in July, like, he shouldn't get to go out with me now. And it's like, no. We all are busy. Like, I don't know. There's, I don't think there's a need to be, like, vindictive about somebody not immediately asking me out on a date, so. I feel like that is the the attitude I wish I would always have. I feel like sometimes on dating apps, I felt slighted if someone was talking to me for a while and then didn't. And, like, it's easy. We talk about this all the time. Being on a dating app is very vulnerable. It's like you're putting yourself out there in a way. But, again, not to just be like, go on lots of dates all the time because our brand is getting old. We, we, we've preached that many times. But I think the more dates you're going on, the more you're like, hey, it's not personal to me. It's not like, oh, they just, I wasn't witty enough in the banter. Yeah, I think it's like, they come back out, cool, let's try this again. You know? Yeah. And I think it's also so understandable in the summer because I I feel like I have a hard time being proactive about anything in the summer. I'm like, I'm not going to organize my closet. It's summer. You know, like just, you're, I'm just like, it's, it's, it's too, especially I think when you live in a city like New York where it's, miserable here in the summer so everybody is hot and humid and sticky and gross so everybody wants to leave at every possible opportunity so I feel like it's very hard to feel like you're making progress in any personal pursuits in the summer yes I am only here I got here beginning of June and I'll be here till the end of August which felt like a lot of time that I had to see friends because I was interning full-time during the weekdays and then we were recording or just had I don't know was leaving on weekends I found that there are some friends I still haven't seen which is like no fault of either of ours I've been trying they've been trying but they're away on a weekend that I'm not away or something and it's like well fuck I live on the other coast now I'm here in New York and like if I'm fucking that up if someone's coming back yeah. on Hinge, like, just give, give them, them the day. benefit of the yeah, doubt. Yeah, right. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like, I just feel like Hinge, if I think about my own, like, usage patterns of it, too, I can literally be sitting on my couch doing nothing, holding my phone in my hands, and I'm, like, very aware that there's three guys who have messaged me something on Hinge, and, like, some mental barrier just, like, completely forces me from messaging them back, and it's, like, nothing they did, it's nothing I hate about them, I just, like, cannot engage sometimes and then it just peters away. So it's like, that happens to everyone. Yeah, yeah. And I think the more, yeah, people use these apps, like, by now, everyone's using them, yes. But as we, as this just becomes a more normal part of dating, that will become more normal. Yeah. So it's like, you can, you can interact on a dating app and not make it to the date, and it doesn't reflect on you, I think. Yeah, agreed. Especially if you don't disappear after, like, any type of, plans are being made you know what I mean as long yeah. as you're not disappearing in a gross ghosty way I feel like that's a thing that happens people start making plans and then someone kind of disappears and like that's gross but that's annoying yeah. yeah yeah unless they're like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm not trying to be avoidant like I've been doing this a lot this summer with people who have been like trying to hang out I'll be like hi I'm gone the next three weekends and I am not trying to be a douchebag like I just it, I just am but like September I am here man let's just have a day like yeah. whatever yeah I've been sending like reminders in my phone being like okay when you get back from out of town on Tuesday you need to text this guy and set up a date like yes. and it's ridiculous I'm like why am I like managing my dating life like I yeah. need like a CRM system to manage it <laughs> but here we are no it's true <laughs> I feel like to anyone who doesn't live in New York like it may sound like we're patting ourselves on the back about leaving all the time. I can't emphasize to you more how much 
no one wants to be here on summer weekends. It is so it's like a sauna. It's like the the city traps the heat. It's so disgusting. Everyone leaves. I promise we're not being assholes. Yeah, I'm not no, going to the Hamptons. Just, no, it's just horrific. Or anything cool. I've never even been to that. I've been to the Hamptons once, whatever. I've never been to the, I've almost never been to the Hamptons. It's just, I'm just going to my parents' house a lot of the time. Yeah, it's, no. And I've been here a lot of the weekends this summer because I'm like, I miss New York. I want to go to my old spots, but... Yesterday was a Sunday that was, I don't know why, it just got me. The heat got me in a way where I was like, this is too sticky. Yeah. I was a miserable, whiny little brat in the streets like, oh, I can't make it home. I need ice cream. And I got ice cream. But <laughs> I just, it's tough. And I think that's why New York has the culture of summer Fridays. You know, you, you save your vacations for summer most of the time. Yeah. Because you just, it's just sticky. I'm sweating right now. I'm sorry. I mentioned sweating. I mean, I feel like we need to, yeah, we need to have a rule of like, no, we are likely a weather podcast. We're telling you all the (laughs) hot shit you need to know. We're telling you the weather in New York a week before the episode releases. So you, you know, hot takes on weather. Hot takes on weather. (laughs) LOL. But actual hot takes. Actual hot takes on date number four. Ooh, yes. Oh, and we talked about this last time Olivia was on, but we're going to, we're going to try a thing where we start our categories early. Like we're going to do our categories first to introduce us to the date. So we're not going to hear, oh, should we do the taxi cab or no? That's as a hot. We can do, I weirdly rec- did it in like multiple parts. We could do like one part of it. Okay. And great. Then, so it doesn't yeah. Of it. Great. That sounds awesome. Okay. We'll start with the first part of the taxi cab confession. Okay. And then we'll do the categories and then maybe we'll hear more. Okay. Ooh, titillating. Ooh. This guy was like so cute um, and he was really cute in person when he got to the bar and I was like, okay, he has good energy. This is fun. Um, but then it was like, instantly kind of like what Melissa just talked about like I could not get a word in edgewise because this guy was like talking so much like he and he covered just an immense breadth of topics like he talked me through the history of like JavaScript's founding and like the founding of like Linux operating systems and like we touched upon like the Glass-Steagall Act of 1936 and sort of like the repercussions that it had throughout, like, the Bush-Reagan era. I was like, what is going on here? Like, just, like, talking, and he was sort of, like, kind of nervous. Like, he didn't have as much, like, first date, like, right vibes or moves as I would kind of, like, normally have expected of somebody like this. Oh, I love this. Okay. I love this, too. We were LOLing quite a bit. <laughs> So, is Melissa one of your friends? Yes. She okay. was someone who I was doing, I was sending, like, these TCCs around to, and she had just similarly gone on a date where somebody, like, would not stop talking. I only wanted to bring that up again, because I think we touched on it, but, like, that was the this, the coolest part about hearing from Olivia, is that you guys have, like, a friend support group, and yes. I think we've heard of other friends doing this, and I just think it's awesome. And, yeah. like, it helps so much. I wish I was doing it. I had, you Liza support group, but it's so fun. Yeah. 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 Shout out. Spam your friend with your TCCs. Spam your friend. Your friends will love it. Spam your friends. That's going to be our new (laughs) sign-off. Okay, here's what we're doing. We're going to do the categories. We're going to see how it goes, doing them first, and And then at the end, we'll fill in any gaps with our questions. Yes. Does that work? Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. I think it's just all building up more suspense. I like it. Okay. Okay. Well, that TCC was perfectly, like, titillating, too. I know. I love it. Titillating. <laughs> Great word. Okay. Pre-date. The pre-date category. The pre-date broader category. <laughs> the pre-date umbrella. The pre-date umbrella. Uh, Andy Anderson detective work. How much 
Googling or internet stalking? Zero. Okay. Okay. Text communication skills on a scale of one to ten leading up to the date. I would say strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We texted enough sort of on Hinge and texting to establish, like, a, we had a lot of sort of, like, odd things in common. Like, I spent my first couple years working where he grew up. He spent his first couple years working where I grew up. Like, we both did live in the same place in New York for a couple years. Like, there were a lot of just sort of, we, like, we knew some people in common. Like, there were enough similarities that it made it kind of easy to be like, oh, great, let's just go out. How many of those similarities, I know I'm deviating, I know, I know, were apparent from his Hinge profile? Uh, enough. Enough. Yeah, yeah. I could kind of tell. That, yeah. that it was great. It helps. Yeah. Totally helps, yeah. Okay, uh, outfit choice. Yours and his. Um, I'm always envious of men because I feel like their work clothes are also, like, attractive date clothes. So yep. he was just wearing work out, like, like a button blue button down which I think is a hot look for a man yeah and it's I really do easy. I don't care how like basic New York yeah that is I think Whatever. it's hot I mean it's a button down is just it's that's just, just men's clothes yeah. you know what I mean they, they only have like 12 things they can wear <laughs> it's like pants shorts button down t-shirt polo shirt. it's like they don't have a lot of options so. right like he's not wearing cargo shorts it's probably fine yeah like truly and what about you um I think I wore one of my same three date dresses so did you I looked great were you so not an after not a work to date outfit um I went home okay okay I don't like I because I at the time I worked in an office where I had to look fairly like businessy mm-hmm. and I just don't think that's a cool vibe for a date it is not and businessy dressing businessy again this summer was like fuck this is hard yeah. it's so hard Ugh. to begin with even if you're not doing anything after if you're doing something after it's impossible yeah you're just not gonna look cute. No, <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's another bullshit patriarchy thing where it's like, yeah, we have more options for for dressing, which is really cool and exciting. But the flip side of that is that, like, if you go to a date in a businessy outfit, then you're gonna look like you're going to a meeting a little bit. <laughs> yep, yeah, I never understood the like the women's magazine thing of like go day to night. No, you know? and I still don't because I can wear anything to most of my jobs. I feel like there's a reason that women's magazine thing, I bet it's still going on in women's magazines. That same article, day to night, day to night. I feel like I've seen it just yeah. online versions and digital versions, but there's a reason for that because they haven't nailed it because there is no solution. Tell us there might be a solution. If I had more money and a better fashion sense, there could be a solution. Yeah. Mm. You know, and you see those girls, you're just like, oh, you're just very cool for work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, totally. you look like a cool businesswoman. Yeah. That's aspirational. Like, yeah. yeah. Mine is like the same Calvin Klein sheath dress every single day. So, yeah. Really yeah. not that cool. No. We have a, there's a company we did some work for that everyone, Katie's company. Yes. That everyone was dressed so cool. Like every time I went there, I was like, every, it was a creative agency. It's like what oh. you expect. But every time we were there in office, I was like, how do you deal with coming here every day? Like, everybody was like at a 10 of fashion not everybody but a lot of people yep it was like intimidating anyway um did i just do one yes okay okay so now we're doing the next umbrella category of the (laughs) on date portion okay so this is good i was feeling like this was weird to start with categories because i don't know where you are yet but the date venue how many dicks and where were you okay um date venue was bathtub gin um yeah which I was at first quasi annoyed by because he picked it. He picked it, Um, and I was kind of like it felt like a little bit. um, 
don't know if like sceney is the right word. Uh, it is. Yeah, it's really sceney. And <laughs> I've been a couple times, but when I was kind of younger and on like a Saturday night, like going out, not like an after work on a Thursday drink. A hundred percent. That makes sense to me. For our listeners who are, aren't mm-hmm. from New York, do you want to give a like just a brief yeah. rundown on the vibe of it? Sure. So in. bathtub gin is a speakeasy, and so like. To get into it, you basically have to walk through, I think it's a coffee shop, a fake coffee shop, and you just sort of, like, give a look to the guy in, behind the counter at the coffee shop, he lets you in, and then it feels speakeasy-ish inside, but it's, like, definitely really dim lighting, really attractive people, like, the music is really, really, really loud. Yeah. Um, and it definitely just feels, there's, like, a giant, I don't know if it's, like, gold-plated, but, like, at one part of the bar, there's just, like, a giant bathtub inexplicitly there. I don't know. What else did you say about it? I know. I think that's it's perfect. I think it's just like, it truly feels like a nighttime bar, which yes. states are at nighttime. Yeah. At night. Yes. <laughs> Great. But it just feels, it's cool. First date, I see where you were kind of like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Harder to have a conversation. It's always very crowded. Really crowded. Well, that's yeah. my grandma check. Like, I feel like I always have to grandma check date <laughs> venues of like, I don't want to go to a loud place for a, for a, a talking thing. Yeah. Like, if we're going to talk, I don't want to fucking... I don't, I don't want to yell at you. Yeah, yeah, and have to be like, what, what, what? Like, that's my grandma where I'm like, mm, excuse me, say it one more time. Like, I, it's, I'm too, I mean, I was going to say I'm too old, but, like, I was like this also when I was 19, or I was like, that goddamn place is too loud. Yeah, Whatever. and that was kind of how I went into this date, and as we walked in the bar, I was like, I hate this place. It's so loud. It's so crowded. Get me out of here. I don't want to spend $19 on a cocktail. Also true. Yeah, but then I, but then I was thinking about it, and, like, actually what was fun about that was I think sometimes when I go on dates that are just, like, to a bar, you end up sitting, like, across the table from this guy, and you do not, like, touch each other, and you just make direct eye contact and do not move the whole time, and it feels like a weird networking beer. Um, so I feel like going to this kind of more, like, vibey place did make it seem more like, oh, we're just, like, going out. And it felt like we just, like, met at a bar when we were out a little bit. That is what I was just thinking. We were just talking about on another episode how, the like, that moment of meeting at the bar that I did in my younger 20s, mm-hmm. probably at places like bathtub gin doesn't happen as much anymore so what if you just reclaim it by going on <laughs> dates to these kind of places where you might meet someone else. i and like you don't have to go to a club don't do what i did oh we were club. like 22 we were in a like South hotel chantelle no. which was very different and like i will say in 2010 it was cooler than it is now but it's still i mean it's not that different our age is showing it literally like this it, was we knew someone who worked there oh uh, and we and we things. thought we were the fucking shit because we had a friend who bartended at hotel chantelle we'd be like don't worry i have many friends bartending so we can get in like it was horrible yeah real red cheeks yeah. are burning I okay mean, children Olivia's asshole like, children oh, fuck yeah it's not a good old. place uh okay what's the next one it is oh oh wait. how many dicks how many oh dicks? yeah for bath of gin i'm so conflicted um it was so annoying because it was so crowded and we had to stand up and it was so loud but kind of fun mm. two and a half 2.75 2.75 I really like it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no. And I like the positive spin on it that you get where, like, maybe, yeah. I just like the fact that you could actually, like, be standing next to each other, which just feels a little more intimate than sitting across a table. Yes, which is why I think on dates, never sit at a table. Always sit at the bar. Yes. Mm. Or sit. Like, not that you have to start touching each other, but, like, the potential, like, (laughs) right. It's more casual. Yes. 
yeah, and you don't have to like uh, sitting at the bar. You don't have to maintain eye contact. <laughs> Not that you stare into each other's eyes the whole time, but when you're across from each other, like you have to look at each other, and it's weird to look away because it feels weird. But if you're at the bar, you can look at the bartender. You can be like, oh, look at that whiskey i've never tried it you know you can be like look there's stuff we don't have to just look at each other's faces for an hour yeah Ugh. okay um so lust at first sight yes or no yeah he's attractive okay yeah good i like it yeah great so then the what are we calling this the rosket test oh boy Mm. so did your date ask you one question about yourself at least one question about yourself that wasn't one of the typical dating questions. That's what we've boiled this down to now. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, it took her a really long time to get there. Like, (laughs) as I mentioned in that recording, like, I mean, and I I ultimately figured out why he was so weird. I don't know if we want to talk about it now, but... Yeah, um, yes, please. I mean, basically, like, this guy just almost instantly, like, when we got there, just... It was like he didn't know how to, like, start a conversation or start getting to know somebody. He just started as if, like, we had known each other for a million years, and he just jumped into telling me everything he could think of. Like, that Mm. list that I read, like, the Glass-Steagall Act, um, you know, thinking about different programming scripts, like... That doesn't even scratch the surface. Like, I heard about his sleep apnea journey and, like, when he had to have his wa- his jaw broken and wired shut for three months and oh he had to eat through a straw and he had to <laughs> let his vomit seep out through his wired-together braces jaws. Like, he told me so much stuff. I could not even believe it. Do you think it was word vomit? Not yeah. Excuse the <laughs> terrible reference, but just out of nerves. Yeah, that's so what I do. So, yeah. yeah, something was, like, weird enough about this date that I was like, something is so strange here. Like, what has, like, I could not put my finger on it. I was like, what is so weird? Because this guy was, like, really cute. He was really nice. He, you know, he had a normal job for whatever that says about him. It just seemed like somebody like that should be good at dating or like should be good at going on a first date and he was just so weird like saying all this (laughs) stuff to me and not asking me any questions or even asking like how are you like nothing like that um and but then as we kept talking I realized that like one of the things he had been he had kept mentioning was like he had mentioned just a number of very very serious seeming relationships that he had been in and he's my age he's like 28 um and so at one point I was asking him about his like relationship history and it came out that this was actually his first date date ever like his first online date ever oh shit oh whoa yeah okay it literally is like having sex with a virgin right like I, yeah I was like you could tell he was new <laughs> it was weird after he said that was he like how am I doing? Or what? <laughs> what? Oh my god! No, oh, uh, I know. I feel I know. badly. I'm sitting and he here. Picked, like a too cool place. Like yeah, it all it all makes it sense. all makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and and it was like he was so nice and you know great, but it definitely did like give me appreciation for I think like that you just get better at dating. Like dating is a thing you have to practice, and he needed practice. I think because like he yeah. just was talking about some weird shit the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, interesting because you felt that disconnect between kind of just like the like what you were expecting. Sometimes yeah. people are just you expect them to be a little weird. 
Yes, but. exactly. I did not expect him to be weird in this way at all. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. Hmm. And then, like, I mean, the other thing that was, like, a little bit of a red flag for me was, like, b- the fact that he had basically never been on an online date before made me just ask more about, like, his relationship history, blah, blah, blah. And then it came out, he turned to me and he was like, well, well, I would made some joke, like, oh, are you, like, a serial monogamist or something? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, how many, out of the past ten years, how many years have you been single for? And I was like, I don't know, fucking all of them? Like, seven and a half of them? And in the last decade is going back to high school for me. So I was like, I don't know, I've, I've been mostly single since I was a high schooler. And I was like, what about you? And I made some joke that I was like, oh, what about you? Like, six months of singleness? And he oh, was yeah. like, well, that might be generous. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Wow. All right. That's not an appropriate question. Can we Sorry. pin this? I want to talk about serial monogamous and, like, yeah. interacting with them on a date. Can we? Can that be, like, something we talk about after this? Yeah. Yeah. Let's circle back on it. Yeah. Only because, like, oh, that makes me scared and It nervous. seriously threw me off. Yeah. 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 And talk about it. weird. Not weird, because I'm sure he was thinking about it a lot. But, yeah. like, that it came up and was so, Yeah. I understand if you're nervous about your own lack of dating experience, you bringing it up or talking about past relationships, but then to dig into your past relationships, it just feels, to me, that would be, like, my worst nightmare on a first date because I just, I don't know. It feels like, for for many reasons, because if I hear someone's a serial monogamous or I just hear they recently got out of a relationship, my red flags start going up. I'm, ooh, he still likes that person. And my, I, mm, many yeah. feelings. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put no. it in my mouth. It's a, yeah. it's a lot. Okay. Put a pin in that. Shut my mouth. <laughs> um, okay, so Rose and Thorn, aka the high and low point of the state, <clears throat> mm-hmm. is the Thorn finding out that he's a serial monogamous. Um, one better, the Thorn is finding out that not only has he only been single for six months, but that he had at the time he had only been out of his last what seemed like a quite serious relationship for, like, six weeks. Whoa. Which seemed really soon to me, and particularly given that he then spent 20 to 25 minutes, like, giving me a blow-by-blow blow of, like, the genesis of that relationship and sort of, like, the really good things about it and the bad things about it. And then, like, talk to me about how they broke up and why they broke up. Then he would, like look at me and you'd be like, well, what do you think? Like, do you think you could date somebody like that and then just break up with them out of nowhere? And I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know you. I don't know her. But, like, this is not the time for you to be working through this. Like, it's like he thought you were a therapist. I know. Like, back to our... Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Ugh. It was... I was like, what? <laughs> and, I mean, it's odd because, like, all of this stuff was so weird. But he was really nice. Like, so I didn't... I don't know. Like, I, I enjoyed the conversation, but I was also not like, oh, I got to date this guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, what about the rosé, a.k.a. the high point? Um, <laughs> and I'm sorry whoa. to be so annoying about rosé and Thor. Okay, the rosé. Um, <laughs> even, even though you're not a wine person. <laughs> That's true. Um, let's see, the rosé. The vodka soda and Thor. Uh, the vodka soda and Thorn. Um, I don't, I mean, he was just a, I don't know how to think of a specific one. He was just like a generally nice guy. Like, you know, good okay. energy, ask questions. He had good stories. Like, I, the the jaw being wired shut story was extremely traumatic to hear about, but it is a specific story that I now can talk about. 
about. Wow. Sounds like he did a lot of talking. Is that yeah. true or no? I just like, yeah, I know sure. so much about him already. Yeah, like, same. I'm like, how did you share anything about yourself? I also know a lot more about the history of several different programming <laughs> languages. Hey. I mean, wow. And wait, just real quick. How many relationships did he say he had been in the last 10 years? Uh, did he say? Probably, if uh, a quick count. I think it was probably between like four and six. Damn, it was some quite serious long ones. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So, yeah. 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 Ooh, great topic. Wow. All right. 2019 test. Did gender stereotype, any of that, did any 2019 PC weirdness yeah. things play out? Like, no. Red? Okay. Totally good. I've had good luck with that, mostly. Yeah. All right. Here's the wrap up umbrella. Ooh. <laughs> Final uh, category PG, PG 13, or R rating? Um, PG, PG. Okay, probably. no kiss at the end. Oh yeah, I mean, there was a kiss, but okay. it was like I guess a, it's still PG. it was like a light peck. Okay. I think PG. PG. It was a PG kiss. Yeah, yeah. It could be in Princess Diaries. Gotcha. Which the I think is a PG puke movie. story. Could you know, <laughs> that pushes it there? I don't know. But yeah, we've never really dealt with like uh, the rating system. Uh, for non-sexual stuff. <laughs> <Good point. laughs> um, okay. In hindsight, would you rather have spent the night with friends, alone, or on the date? Um, on the date. On the date. I yeah. liked him. Yeah. 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 He was so weird, though. But, yeah. <laughs> on the date. Okay. And would you accept slash give this rose? Second date. Um, uh, I would say I would give a rose Sorry, I'll reverse that. I would accept a rose. I would not give a rose. Perfect. Like, wow. Which is to say, I would go on a date with him if he asked me out on a second date, but I wouldn't pursue him, which is, is unusual for me. Usually, I would be totally happy to ask somebody out on a second date, but I'm not trying to ask out somebody who, like, just got out of a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Did he follow up? Um, yes, but then has not since followed up, which leads me to believe there will not be a second date. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Is he very hot? He's Sorry. pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty he sounds hot. hot. Like, yeah. not that because you've been in a lot of relationships, you're hot, but I can just tell. You're you like, tell. yeah. It, it's, no, because, like, if he was this weird, like. It's hot man just behavior. Ha- just it's, typical it's hot, hot man, man behavior. <laughs> yeah. Hot man behavior. Who won the date? Was it, like, the drink, the bartender, the. This is the category I like. Who? Him. You. You you can win the date. Um, Good point. The bouncer, the pizza, the bathtub. Whatever. Yeah. Mm, the bathtub, definitely. <laughs> um, maybe I won the date because I think it solidified my desire to go on dates to like more kind of fun, like vibey places versus really quiet places. Yeah. So, okay. Learning. Very much like that. Um, yeah. Let's take a really quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about going on dates with serial monogamists, <laughs> which I'm so interested in. Okay. Okay, we're back. We're back. New wine, new us. Oh, <laughs> God. Someone should slap me in the, in the fucking face. Um, I very much enjoy that Olivia's date four brought this thing up, this topic up that I think I haven't thought about a lot. Mm. I've thought about how, when was this person's last relationship and are they bringing it up, like, on a first or second date and, oh my goodness, is, are they actually ready for something serious, if I am. However, what if just people are serial monogamous broadly? And, listeners, I'm sure and I know that some of you are in this category. I am extremely not. But I don't know, it's tricky. It's very tricky because if you are a serial monogamous your whole life getting out into online dating 
A, you're less familiar, but like, are you looking to jump into something right away again? Or what do you think, how do you, given, yeah, what was your take on this guy, for example? Not to continue talking about him, but. No, I, I guess it, to me, like it matters. It makes me, frankly, a little bit wary of somebody saying like they had been in so many serious relationships, like back to back to back. That freaked me out. But I could have gotten over that had his last relationship, like, seemed like it had ended a lot more, a a lot longer time ago. And if it seemed like he could talk about it without getting, like, worked up about it. To me, a person he was on another date with. Like, that to me freaked me out more than the serial monogamy. Yeah. I feel like it's not a sign that you're ready to move on when you're rehashing the end of your last relationship and asking, like, your current date who whose side she's on mm-hmm. like that's not a glowing endorsement of your readiness to date totally and like I actually really appreciate it like often on like a third date if I think things are like kind of like going well and I think we're like liking each other then I feel like I'll often ask about somebody's relationship history because I think it's really interesting and I want to mm-hmm. hear how they talk about their relationships and I want to hear them say positive things about them and like be self-reflective but this is just too much too soon yeah and I don't know I just think in general like periods of singleness are really important for people's mental health and self-awareness and like I feel like you need like a post-game time you know you need to go back to the drawing board between relationships and be like cool that didn't great that didn't go great like that didn't work out or or sometimes it does and sometimes it's fine it's not a big deal it's not traumatic but you know, I firmly believe that. Yeah, I am very yeah. happy, though I like self-deprecate around being single for so long. With looking back, and even if I'm single again, ooh, that sounds <laughs> ominous. But who knows? No one fucking knows. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. Getting to know how you act in the world, especially in your twenties, when especially in your early twenties, when everything is changing, and late twenties. I feel like all there like, were three phases of my twenties. The early chunk right after college, like, middle, around 25, before and after, and then, like, 27, 28, 30. No, I was really different at 27 and 28. 28, I felt like I was starting to become a little more mature. Whatever. All of that, I feel like, even though there are really dark moments and a lot of times where I was like, "Mm, I am never going to be with someone, and I'm looking at my parents' relationship, and they're older, and even when my mom was sick, knowing that she had my dad like all of that stuff that goes on if you're single in your 20s I don't think it's worth just to quiet those voices to just be with someone over and over again because I've just seen some people in my life who've always been in relationships repeat the same a different version of the same thing again and I'm I don't know I'm going on a big soapbox right now but I'm just like a little bit fuck the society meant like all of the and I know we talk about this but the single is being single is lame like I actually think I'm so grateful that I have had to work through some dark times on my own yeah I mean I feel like I have friends who are serial monogamous and they I think some of them I think do truly evolve and mm-hmm. grow from mm-hmm. relationship to relationship but they don't develop exactly what you just explained, which is, like, that muscle of being able to go through tough things without a partner. Mm-hmm. And I've seen friends really flounder in, like, short periods between relationships because they're so unused to being able to, like, rely on themselves. And it's scary. It's, like, a thing that scares me about having been in a relationship for a long time because mm-hmm. I'm just, like, again, you don't know what's going to happen whatever, but I'm just, like, oh, my God. 
could I even be a okay on my own like it it starts to become a thing where you just don't know Mm -hmm. and like yeah 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 it's a weird feeling like I have a friend who she was dating uh, somebody for like eight years like a long time like basically our whole adulthood Mm -hmm. and so she has become single since then and so we've been talking a lot about like her kind of like starting to date again and it's just like it's a completely different universe to just be like whoa like I've never been an adult person who is dating and just, like, entering that world yeah. feels so different. And uh, I was. And still, if I had to date, if I had to go on the apps and date, I think I would be, I would be, like, a if someone left a baby in the woods. Like, I, you know, I just, <laughs> like, I would have no adaptation. Like, I'd get eaten by wolves. Like, it would, it would not be cute or good. So, yeah. But then also, none of this is to say, like, if a listener or anyone in the world has been a serial monogamous but wants to change, of course they should go out on dates. They should be that baby in the woods. But it's, like, I think from, like, a lot of our single daters' perspectives, like, how do you... What do you do with that? You know? Is yeah. it, is it a deal-breaker? It shouldn't be, but to me it's very scary. Yeah. It, it was enough to make... Like, even had other... Even had he, like, really reached out and, like, aggressively been pursuing me after this date, like, I think I would have been really hesitant to sort of, like, commit to it. I think either because I would have felt like, oh, he would have just... Like, it doesn't matter that it's, like, me that he happened to go on a date with. I think I would have been, like, shit, does he just want to, like, become really, really serious with somebody who is there just, like, because he wants to be in a relationship? And then he's going to be really, really serious with me for six months and then decide, nope, like, moving on. Or I decide that. Like, mm. it just felt like his default was to get, like, really serious, which freaked me out. Hmm. Here's a thought experiment for all of us. Ooh. Okay. So let's say you went on this date. Everything is the same, except he didn't really talk about his last relationship. Like, this just got yeah. mentioned lightly. Or, like, you, you found it out through a friend. You have a mutual friend who told you. Yeah. So, like, for our listeners, it, if you're dating someone who you know is a serial monogamist, but who seems... On, in person, they seem to be past things. They seem to be, like, not living in the past, not worrying about it. When do you have to worry that the person you're dating in early stages of dating is not ready to be dating based on past relationship history? Mm. I think it is the mentioning of the details, as Olivia alluded to. And so we're saying that in this hypothetical doesn't happen on the first date you just know separately i think if it like especially around drinking or with any kind of anger or just sadness even it becomes a constant mention of that ex like it becomes that's when i feel it's a signal of something either they're upset about that still or holding on to it or if i think i dated someone for far too long like half relationship who not was not not over their ex like was over their ex but the way she was mentioned early on like in hindsight I'm like oh you were totally not looking for something you that was your way of like hinting that you were not looking for that again and then you got more clear about it and I knew that but whatever things get messy people feel you hold hands it's romantic whatever um you have sex it gets even more intimate but I think that it's like whether it's they're holding on to it or they're they're just signaling that they want a free time or they don't want to mm-hmm. be too serious. Like, the frequency feels like what I would look for. The frequency of mentions? Of mentions, sorry. Yeah. Of 
and like what that feels like. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I want any mentions of past relationships to be in the context of like dull emotions. I don't want any like sharp emotions surrounding X, yeah. X things. Also, I don't want too many anecdotes. I don't want to <laughs> yes. too many yes. like, yeah. oh, well, like, oh, my ex and I went to this place. Like, I <laughs> no. don't, I don't, I want to get a sense that like you have enough of a life uh, like on your own two feet away from that person that you know you can have openness to like making new memories like like not dwelling too much in the past and i and i and obviously that's tricky because if you're with someone for a long time they're a huge part of your life for like you know i find myself doing this where i'm like oh like jeff this and jeff that but i'm like well yeah we've been dating for like a really fucking long time so It's like he's mostly who, he's who I hang out with a lot. You know, yeah. like a lot of my fucking stories involve him. He's there for a lot of shit. But even then I'm like, oh, that's, you know, like I try really hard to have my tent poles be separated. Like mm. I have like a lot of time with friends, a lot of time, like try to really make sure I'm like maintaining myself as an independent human yeah. who has like a full life that doesn't involve him. Um, partially out of my fear of being alone, blah, blah, blah whatever for the therapist. <laughs> but it's like it's always a little scary to me even with friends who have broken up with people when like it's like every story is about the ex i'm just like okay yeah <laughs> like i, I don't know what's fucking do. hard like oh, in my non-serious relationship it's like i just gotta say the name again and then i feel closer to it <laughs> like it's <laughs> wild yeah it's I, like you have you cannot not oh, talk I, about it <laughs> so hard and i talked about my ex way too fucking much for a long time my <laughs> friends were very patient with me but that's how it like takes one to know one situation like i've seen it you know i've been on the inside although that's what friends are for though yeah. not what that's what friends are for you can still whatever but that's yes. another conversation yes. but like that's not what your first dates are no, for hinge dates are not for that not I, for can, that. I can really yeah. confirm yes the other thing that actually was interesting on this date that happened has happened to me quite a few times recently that I don't know if it happened to you Kimmy when you were dating but I had so many guys recently on the first date be like so what are you looking for Oh, it happened to mm. me more on messages than in person I really? feel like like, that from my broad memory, honestly, correct me, because we have a lot of documentation on this podcast. Um, I think it happened once or twice on a first date, though, too. How do you handle that? I find it, I don't know why it bothers me so much. It bothers me so much. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah. Because, like, I also want to know, but I would not ask. I don't know. I I handle it, I guess, one of two ways. Like, one t- uh, w- yeah. wait to yes. I'm interrupting to Please. ask a very gross question yeah first will you tell us like the absolute all tea truth yeah what oh, you're looking sure. for yeah and then how you handle it on dates yes um yeah like re- like my ideal situation is like the next guy I go on a date with I fall in love with and we have a relationship and get married and it's amazing like yeah that would be great um I think barring that happening like I think there would also be, this sounds so clinical, I think there would also be a lot of, like, utility for me in sort of, like, spending, like, a year or so to sort of, like, meeting a lot of different guys who are interesting and sort of, like, testing out dating them for, like, little bits of time and then ultimately falling some falling in love with someone and, like, spending time with them. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm looking for something serious. However, I am, like, pretty hesitant to get serious with somebody quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yes. Makes total sense. But, yes. Yeah. I not to me. Can I talk about me? No, but when I was doing this, I feel like it would have been maybe some people's assumption that I was because of this podcast doing this in a non-serious way, dating to like network. I, mm. you know, I know early on I would say like, it's like networking, but it was always, if I was being really honest, yeah. like, yeah, of course. I feel like that's also most people, I think the love gap, that book by Jenna Birch, we've had her on comes up with this, but and it's not, and it's not just women versus men, but I think as a woman, and I think it's more common for women, like, we're kind of seeking that out maybe broadly all the time, but not in a forceful way. Whereas I think men really are like, even if I find someone, I can't do it right now sometimes. Yeah. I feel like they put themselves in buckets. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Yes. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Yeah. So, but when this is, like, what are you looking for is asked in person, which, oh, yeah, I'm getting, like, the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. Yeah, it's irritating. <laughs> Um, a couple things. Like, one, something I'll do is I'll purposefully misunderstand the question. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I will talk about, rather than, like, what am I looking for in terms of a relationship, I'm, I'll, I'll be more specific. I'll be like, who am I looking for, sort of? Like, I'll start to describe, like, qualities that I would want in a potential partner. Yeah. Which may be annoying, because I know that's not what they're asking, but whatever, it's fine and it's an annoying question um other times I give some version of like kind of what I just said to you like I ultimately I want something serious in the meantime I'm like but I'm I guess like I want something serious but I'm not willing to just be serious with somebody because they're there like I want to take my time to like figure out that I want to commit to something so in the meantime I want to like have fun and date different people yeah I would always deflect I was right deflective on that one like yeah. well, what do you want like I yeah. just got yeah. weird I also got weird because we were doing this for like the totally. most of the dates I went on but yeah. I think no I think you being that none of that all of those answers align with what you said to us yeah. so that's perfect I think I hate that question because it's putting it on the woman yeah like oh too many women it's gotten in this weird murky half situation and it's annoying why don't you just tell me up front that you're looking for a hookup or make it really fucking clear yeah which you can do like after the first date too you can like then at, like text me at 2 a.m on a saturday and i'm i'll get it yeah, Fine. yeah. i can be that but i'll yeah. fucking get it but also like it's funny because a do you think that if a woman asked a male date this question he would be put off. Yeah. Yep. He would I be like, so too. he'd be like, oh, she wants to marry me. Like, yeah. that would be the assumption. Yeah. And that's so fucked up. That and is. B is like, ugh, I just wish someone would be like, hey, just so you know, I'm looking for XYZ. What are you looking for? I mean, I actually, mm. this might be more of a theory, theoretical comment than in a realistic one, because actually, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, all right, like, maybe we need to pipe down. But I, I feel like it's weird to ask because it puts it like you said it puts it so on the other person and it's like if you want to know that I feel like you have to be willing to volunteer like I feel like you have to be like hey I'm gonna ask you what you're looking for I don't want it to be weird or annoying so I'm gonna tell you first yeah. you know like if someone did that to me I'd be like that's that's cute you're you're not being it's it's weird to just be like you make the first gambit right I don't like it I think when I was mentioning that, I remember it happening on messages. People did offer that at first. Like, I'm mm-hmm. looking for, like, okay, something casual. What are you looking for? And then it was less annoying, actually. Yeah. That also seems fine to me, actually, on an app. Like, I yeah. would find that refreshing yeah. versus, like, almost being, like, tricked into a first date. Totally. 
Well, we talked yep. recently about this app. I don't think this episode will have been released, but we recorded it. Whatever. We don't always release in the exact order we record. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we, we, production. Uh, wow. Yeah. Guys, really production. breaking the fourth wall here. Um, but uh, we talked with a guest who is coming up about this app called Field. F-E-E-L-D. Yeah. And Which we have not explored, so we can't personally all. endorse. I actually we have don't nothing. know. And we apparently know it's a little bit more of a hookup app, but the thing about it is, like, you put exactly what you want, including, like, fetishes and stuff. It's very, like, I think huh. it is more sex for people positive. who are, like, looking yeah. for sex, which, like, we're all about. Go to your thing. Like, this sounds like the right place to do it, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but our guest was saying, like, oh, there's something refreshing about just, like, in text right there this is what i'm looking for yeah and it's true it's like you don't you don't know and i think mm, the biggest thing i could see and like hinge doesn't it brand itself the relationship app now and that's why i feel like some again super i'm thinking of new york dating specifically heterosexual men who are trying to date women and there are lots of stereotypes about that I think they get like oh so I have to decide if I want a relationship right away and it's like none of us are asking for that I was never asking for that it's like don't flatter yourself just (laughs) yeah once it gets to like we're going to dinners or we're like I'm meeting your friends like let's just clarify if three other girls this week are meeting your friends or let's and we've talked about this so many times and I was really bad at this and I like having the exclusive talk is very difficult exclusive or official whatever the fuck it even means now having the talk is difficult having it as soon as you can is great it's hard it doesn't always happen as early as you're feeling feelings where you're like oh i kind of want this to be just us so i just wish there could be like more transparency i don't know whether it's on the app or not just it shouldn't be like i'm looking to get married or i'm looking to fuck everybody it should be like what you said your example your answer to these guys on dates, Olivia, it makes sense to me. Like, I, I'm not just looking to be serious. I'm looking to be open-minded. And if I meet someone I want to be serious with, yes. Right. But that's the thing that's tricky. It's like, I feel like everyone, potentially even these fuckboys slash men, whatever, like, oh, sorry, not to paint with a broad brush, but here we are. Um, but, like, I feel like they're all looking for the same thing. Which, I feel like we as humans are all looking for the same thing. True love. Yeah, it's like yeah. you want to fall in love. And, right. I mean, maybe not. Like, I think a lot of men, and women too, like, sort of myself included, sorry, mom, like, want to have a lot of sex before we get there, and that's fine and fun. Like, everyone should have their fun, and, like, all about that. But I think that, you know, we all want to, like, find... I just rewatched Wedding Crashers, so here you go. Our oh. soul's counterpoint and another person. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, like, that's the dream, right? But the thing that's tricky about asking someone what they want is, like, well, I want to fall in love. But if it's not you, it's not you. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, I can't make it be you. I don't necessarily want it to be you. I don't not want it to be you. But if it's you, it's you. Right. And I'm not a person. I don't believe in soulmates. I don't believe there's one person for everyone. But I believe there's, like, you know, maybe one out of every hundred people you could fall in love with, potentially. And so you got to meet a lot of people to hit that. Right. So, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like if I'm being honest in answering that question, it's like I want to see and date a lot of people at the same time. Everybody 
who, and I want everyone I'm dating to be willing to keep it the exact same level of casualness or seriousness that I want it to be. Yeah. And I want yeah. you to be available whenever I want you to be available and don't want to see me when I don't want to see you. And the instant I want to be serious, you should want the same thing. Like, that's honestly. And I think that's true of everybody. Oh my God. Can you say that exact answer <laughs> I, next time you get that question? Just for our <laughs> sake, just so that we can hear you talk about I want you to be available to get pizza with me and watch movies with me on Sunday afternoons and very be casual until I want to marry you and then we'll get married. Yeah. Done. But exactly. it's so fucking real. Like, because <laughs> until the, this ex- experience, like, I was always like, oh, or the timing or, oh my God, it's something's wrong with me because it's never working out once I want it to go somewhere it's not with everyone I was dating. And then when it came time that someone was having that talk with me, still... Day 13 is like the one time I almost broke up with you because I'm like, are you going to break up with me? Because I'm a monster and I'm difficult and annoying. But I love to throw that out there when I'm feeling whiny. He said only one time and it was like during the podcast when around your birthday, Liza, Liza, where we had been hanging out for over or six months and I was still being waffly about dating other people and he was like I was just like it's too hard yeah and I was like dang so I was just being a selfish monster so I was like I have this thing though that I'm doing I have this thing that I'm doing and it's that's why I think Olivia is exactly right we all want what we want when we want to totally. right. exactly and then other people sometimes have to nudge us in exactly the, you know yeah. like it's a it's a rare thing for you to just be fucking flying on the exact right. same altitude with someone like parallel lines with no bumps but you know maybe it happens sometimes and if it does get fucking good for you yeah yeah no, i mean right in. yeah exactly <laughs> tell us, we want to hear from you do you have the perfect relationship tell us all about it no <laughs> they're not listening to this podcast <laughs> that's very really fair um on that note should we do a worse first before we wrap a rooney it yeah. wrap a rooney okay i've been adding a rooney to a lot of things <laughs> a lot of things. it's a lot like at lunch at, like like it's a thing like again i keep talking about my friend who i'm like my the producer i'm working with who like we become really good friends like i think it came from him and he's brazilian and has like this adorable accent and it's he's whatever but he'll i think he started saying it and so now I say it all the time that I sound like a child. I'd be like, well, I got to get lunch rooney and I'll do that. <laughs> so, it's really deeply bizarre. I feel like it reminds me of like my dad or something. Yeah. Or like, it's, yeah. Like, it's, it was fully I love a thing it. that adults say to small children. Yep. Like, you want to go to bed a rooney? Like, it's really, really weird. It is. Uh, and I've been saying it a lot. So on that note, should we do a first date of Rooney? Let's do a first date of Rooney. Worst first date of Rooney. Oh, God. It's super short. Okay. Ooh, yay. Chatted with a guy online for a bit. We met for coffee. During the conversation, he pulled out his laptop and proceeded to give me a PowerPoint presentation on why I should give him a second sh- a, a chance and go on a second date. Really awkward. It ended with a slide with the question about whether or not I'd go on a second date. I said no. Oh. This was, oh. It's written so briefly, and thank you for submitting it, oh. because we were um, gathering some worst firsts for a specific video project that we were potentially working on, TBD where they could be reenacted. So that's why it's just like, here are the points. But I was just like, dang, this is real. This is very oh. real. This is from someone I went to college with. And who I don't even think is listening. But I was like, okay, this is really taking things to a new level. That's insane. Feels fake. But I know it's, like, I know it's not. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. but like, it's, what? Yeah, that's a wild thing to do, but I believe it 100%. Yeah. I feel like it's that thing where this guy was like, He's taking a big, he's put, placing a big bet. Yes. He is, like, it, he's really, 
being like either she's going to think this is cute and charming and she's going to get my specific sense of humor or she's not. And, you know, one in every 20,000 people will think that's Right. funny or charming or something and you'll know he found his soul's his counterpart <laughs> like yeah. truly like, yeah that's a yeah. big swing big swing wow don't show your data powerpoint i'm sorry it's a big swing i can cannot recommend <laughs> you know what's sick and twisted if the powerpoint were funny i'd yeah. be like this is funny I'll go on a second date with you. If it were truly funny. Totally. Yeah, I don't know. If yeah, the clip I'm art was popping, if, the if there were good gifs, if, yeah. like, everything was happening in that PowerPoint, if the slides were just building on each other, if it was evolving, I'd be <laughs> like, animation, you know what? Maybe? Yeah, animation. Yeah. You want, like, a retro, like, you want word art yeah. in there. Totally. You want, you know. But, like, sketch comedy back. style, the whole thing in sketch comedy is, like, everything has to keep escalating. It's got, you got to keep building, building, building. So, like, so one absurd thing happens, top it. The next thing has to be more absurd. More absurd. We can't. Sorry, it's still a first date. We can't. No, even no, that. No, I no, can't. No. no, no, no. I'm not saying do something more because in the PowerPoint. But if the slides are escalating, okay. Oh no, I'm just going back to the PowerPoint. <laughs> I, I appreciate the journey you're going on, but I'm just like it's a fucking PowerPoint on a first date. I am out. I'm out. Guys, this guy might be my husband. I am fifty fifty. Well, on that note, wow, wow. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Go on a date. We'll be back soon with Olivia. We'll ha- we'll have some guests in the next couple weeks. We'll have Olivia back soon. Keep joining us. You heard our social. We love you. Do, what, do we have anything else important to say? Spam your friends. <gasps> yeah, spam your, your friends. friends about our podcast. Yeah, spam your friends. Spam your friends with your own TCCs. Yep. Yeah, and let oh. us know how it goes. Share them with us if you want. Yeah. <gasps> yes. That's how we met Olivia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and go on a date. Go, go on, on a date. date. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 